So usually on my working days from 10.30 to 6.30, largely that's the working hours, uh, this gentleman is my boss. But for the next half an hour or so that you would be listening to this episode, he would be just my guest and I am I, the host of the show. The show that you're listening to is a Totally Indian Football show with me, your host Siju. And I have with me, apart from being my boss, he is also the co-founder and CEO of NJOGO and BBFS which is Bison Bhutia Football Schools. Previously, he's worked with AIFF. He's also an IIT graduate and uh, much more things. And I think we'll dwell into all of that in the course of this episode. Well, Kishore Tate, thank you so much for joining on the show. And you are joining us all the way from your hometown. It's lovely to have you. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Siju. Thanks for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. Great. So let's kickstart with things that, you know, we have for today's episode. And I think firstly, all of us, even uh, as I said, for the rest of the course, this episode, we are just a host and you are my guest. So I think I can uh, take the liberty of asking you all kind of questions. So let's start with, it's been the 13th, I think BBFS, if I'm not wrong, is entering into its 13th year or already entered into its 13th year. And uh, if I may ask you to go back a little and, you know, in the inception of when you, I think I would like to know and also the listeners would like to know how you probably approached Baitrung with this idea and thought. And uh, how did that conversation go by? I hope you are okay to share that with us. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Why not? I mean, uh, that is actually one of the most common questions I encounter. But uh, back then, uh, I, when I was in banking and uh, a friend of mine named Anurag Khilnani, who's also from the same college and he was also a banker and both of us had decided to leave our jobs and explore something in football and uh, actually it's quite funny that first we tried basically we wanted to do something that would at least uh, help us to sustain ourselves uh, financially as well and uh, after a lot of research what we found out was that Baichung was probably the only uh, brand that had a positive image at that time in Indian football. And so we tried our best to actually get his contact and somehow get in touch with him. And thankfully, one of our super seniors, who was also part of our college football team during his time, actually was working in Kolkata. I think he was working with uh, an infrastructure company and he somehow told us that we had actually pitched a project, a real estate project to Baichung. So I might just have the number somewhere, uh, you know, in, in the office network. So we said, why don't you try and get it for us? So he got a few numbers for us and uh, we tried calling him. And I think it was uh, Madhuri Baichung's wife who picked up. And uh, luckily Baichung was uh, right there at home at that time. And he just came on the phone and we said, you know, we are like two recent graduates, you know, from IIT Delhi and we want to actually meet you and talk some interesting projects with you. So he was kind enough at that time to say that, yeah, I'm available in Kolkata. Why don't you come down, come to the East Bengal practice ground and we'll meet there. So that's how it started. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, we did a little bit of work, but not too much. But luckily we got his contact number, we got to meet him and one meeting led to the other and, you know, that's where so it led us to where we are today right if i may even ask you a little more to share when you went to the east bengal camp right the training ground and that's your first interaction one-on-one meet now how did you pitch yourself or how did you pitch this project and what was his first reaction to it see the first thing actually was not about a football academy the first idea that we had in mind we actually went to Baichung to tell him that Baichung whatever you want to do in sports you know after your uh, career is over uh, we will be very happy to help you so we had actually pitched to him some kind of a consulting project but uh, he said that no I don't want to at that point in time I'm not looking to uh, 
you know, I, I would like to actually start a football academy project, but then uh, I can help you with, uh, you know, with my experience and my network and so on. However, I want the football academy to be financially sustainable. Okay. And uh, he said that a lot of my seniors, a lot of my friends have also started football academies, but after running for a few years, they closed down. So whatever project I want to do, you, I, you have to make sure that it is financially sustainable. So that was one thing which I very vividly remember. And uh, yeah, I mean, one more interesting thing, actually, I remember when he met us for the first time, he said that uh, that was the time when Three Idiots had released. So he actually asked us, you know, have you guys watched the movie and come to me? <laughs> Great. I think uh, you, as you mentioned, that's one point that you, you know, kept closer to you and you stuck to it. And I would say that 13 years down the line, uh, you've definitely kept his word of keeping the company financially sustainable and probably heading into making it even larger than what it was in the start. So heading forward now, what do you think where it is at this point? It's been entering the 13th year. How do you see yourself you know, as a co-founder? What is your perspective on the current stage where BBFS is at? Yeah, see, uh, 13 years, a decent uh, amount of time. This Actually, this project took us to, at least personally, took me to help me to experience everything that is there in Indian football. And uh, today, we feel blessed to have survived a lot of ups and downs. And uh, today, the stage that we are, I feel that we are in a position where we can actually dream about having, you know, a football academy in every district of the country. And uh, that's what uh, BBFS is aiming for. And uh, hopefully in the next three to five years time, we will be there. Right. Now, when I introduced you, the listeners also must have got to know that I introduced you as the CEO and co-founder of BBFS and also NJOGO. Now, if I may ask you to tell our listeners and a little bit more about what is the NJOGO project? So actually, the long term vision of NJOGO is, if in a few words I have to explain, it is basically going to be the sports learning app. And today it is the football learning app because we are only into football. So we are planning to go deep into football, solve some of the biggest problems in football through technology with the use of technology. And once we get there, we would uh, also expand to other sports as well by using the learnings and the same fundamentals. Okay, so basically as of today, there are uh, the biggest, I think the most exciting uh, product which we launched about four months back was the trials product where a player from any part of the world can actually go to the app, look at what are the upcoming trials and register themselves. And most interestingly, after the trial is over, within 24 hours, they also get a personalized report card based on their performance in the trials. Now, that is one. The other thing is also about academies. Basically, all our students who are part of any of our academies that are available on the platform of Njogo, they can get uh, feedback, daily feedback of each of their training sessions, as well as uh, you know, when they play matches and, you know, evaluations on a regular basis, like quarterly or half monthly reports, everything, you know, in the palm of their hand. So that is Njogo in a nutshell. Basically, we are trying to create an end-to-end -end platform where uh, all sports enthusiasts in the long run will be able to use in order to learn in a most uh, effective way and the fastest way. Right. And if can you also probably share, if you can, that is, which other sports are you already looking at? Have you already shortlisted which other sports you want to enter with regards to Njogo or is that still under deliberation? Uh, no, we have more or less shortlisted two more sports to start with, which are basically uh, cricket and badminton. And uh, we have been doing uh, a lot of research over the past year or so, uh, but we want to jump into it when we are totally ready. Because now, you know, with the scale and uh, the brand that we have been able to build in football, 
you know the bars have been raised for ourselves right so so we may want to make sure that we do a great job at it so maybe hopefully sometime over the next uh, 10 to 12 months we'll you'll see us expanding to other sports as well right i think you also mentioned you already mentioned the point i would also bring up is uh, the trials campaign that you guys are doing and it is 100 trials 100 cities and unlimited dreams that's the name of the campaign and i don't think anybody else it's also an over ambitious goal to have but you guys started if i'm not wrong from october onwards and the goal is to make sure every uh, it goes to every city and every kid gets an opportunity to come to their closest city and uh, you know be part of bbfs so if you can share how has it been going so far and uh, what are your takeaways it's still ongoing but if you can share what's happening with that project and how did you come up kickstarting this campaign see actually siju our ambition is to do a thousand trials thousand cities uh, project uh, you know in the next 3 to 5 years time but uh, this is only the start uh since this was the first year we wanted to go to 100 places and see how it goes and the most interesting thing about it is that you know first we build the technology platform to do it and uh, which has not only you know really streamlined the process but also most importantly from the users perspective from the players and the parents perspective they get total transparency in terms of how those trials are organized as well as how their players are rated okay now so far we have uh, been able to cover about 45 cities since october like you mentioned and uh, in these 45 trials almost 3000 kids have participated from different age groups and we have now for each of these 3000 kids we have their assessment and their ratings of course based on that particular uh, performance on that particular day which is not uh, again not a complete assessment of the player but it is just uh, the assessment uh, of that particular event on the scheduled day so yeah so all these things make it like i mean it's it's really exciting uh, you know to see how it can uh, the opportunities that it can bring in future because the same technology the same platform can uh, be used to conduct trials by all the other clubs and academies in the in india and soon we will be rolling it out for other academies and clubs as well but the first year we wanted to kind of experiment within within the company itself so that we can streamline it further and package it better uh, for next year right now talking a little bit more about the trials section when what's the preparation like for the team that's going out to scout the talents and as you already mentioned that in that one hour or two hour window that you see it's not like the ideal assessment of the player so what are the key things that probably the coaches who go out there the scouts who go out there how do they prepare themselves and what are the things that they you know notice right so there are two teams basically and there's a lot of preparative work that goes on uh, behind the scenes so there is an operations team which prepares the schedule well in advance and make sure that the grounds are available you know all the uh, back end logistics and so on and the other side is the technical team so the technical team actually comprises of our coaches from all across india so we have uh, about 170 coaches from all across the country in different regions so the next uh, challenge becomes how to standardize it as much as possible so that the criteria of rating is similar across all the cities and across all age groups okay now that is obviously a big challenge so the way we are doing it is that every week on a weekly basis so every weekend we are organizing the trials and post the trials on a weekly basis the team the whole technical team uh, there are about uh, 30 35 coaches who are involved in this entire exercise and they all meet up on a weekly basis after every uh, set of trials to discuss their learnings and also how to improve in the next round so over time 
by doing this multiple times so since october for instance it has been about uh, you know 20 25 weeks so we have had these 20 odd sessions of uh, feedback and continuous learning on a weekly basis which we hope will will be able to help us to do a better job at uh, at assessing these players that you also mentioned that you know you you call them up the ones who were selected in the first round then you call them up for the next one so all of these i believe are done through how are they intimated that when will they be called is that also available on the app that you mentioned no so the assessments are available online so it it also helps our central technical team the technical lead and so uh, and and the and the leadership team to actually go through the data and make sure that uh, the ratings are consistent and homogeneous and then on that basis, the shortlisted candidates, we will be releasing the names of uh, the shortlisted candidates so far within the next uh, couple of weeks. And the idea is to call them for the final round of uh, trials at one of our residential academies sometime in March. And uh, hopefully those who get selected will definitely get up to 100% scholarship, which is like their full boarding, full studies and football training exposure, all their costs uh, being taken care of by us. Right. Now, coming to the next point, which is a residential academy program, right? You started off with football schools, which is your, you know, in your weekly things, that that's the norm across academies in India or even globally. But then switching and starting off a residential academy program is never easy, though everyone dreams of having, even clubs at the highest level want to do that because that's the ideal pathway that you're building and you're also making a team for your senior team as well. So, how did that switch happen and uh, when did you decide to, you are now spread in five different states uh, with regards to residential academy programs. So how did that go about and what were the challenges that you tried to solve and that have you probably uh, came across in this new course? See, what we have always believed is that uh, everyone in India, uh, you know, wants sports to become better. But, you know, there are lots of different challenges. So, so our belief is that uh, the biggest problem is not of interest or people not wanting or children not wanting to play sports or parents not willing to expose their children to sports. But the biggest problem is basically that of accessibility and also of a broken journey. If you look at the journey of an aspiring footballer or a cricketer, you know, the pathways do not exist. As a result of which parents are like really skeptical about uh, introducing the children to sports or, or making their children spend more time in sports. So what we decided was to make an end-to-end -end program. So only if we can give them like some uh, a certainty in their, uh, you know, development journey uh, from like a toddler or from, you know, when they're five years old, from grassroots until professional, until unless we build that bridge, you know, it is always going to be challenging. A lot of parents are scared about or they don't know enough about career opportunities. They don't know where to go if, if their child is talented. And a lot of parents are also worried about their academics and studies. So, so we decided to start this residential academy so that all these worries can be taken care of. And that's how the idea started. And of course, in terms of challenges, uh, no major challenges of now. <laughs> it's, it's been a, actually a great journey so far as far as a, re a residential program is concerned. We started in 2018. And then, of course, 2020, the COVID hit us. Uh, however, uh, you know, we opened four academies during the COVID period. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I think maybe COVID was a blessing in disguise where, uh, you know, since the football schools were not running, we got time to focus on residential academies and, and with our full uh, energy and focus. And uh, that's how we are at five residential academies today. And our dream is to have one residential academy in every state in India. I feel every state deserves it. 
because nowadays even parents for parents it is a little i mean they don't want to send their children too far away for schooling uh, so yeah i mean every state uh, is like a country within india which is like a continent so one residential academy in every state is something that uh, we aspire to build right i think coming to again the another interesting aspect and i think we will dwell a little more about this concept uh, recently uh, bbfs or the other ngo also has a newsletter that's called the dugout which is a weekly newsletter and the recent one in one of the recent stories was about bbfs launching its franchisee program i think that is something interesting that probably we can spend uh, more than 2 minutes or so if you can help us gather what is this idea of the bbfs franchisee and why did you come up with something like this and sure. how do you want to go about it see like you mentioned in the beginning it's been 13 years for us and in these 13 years through various ups and downs we have managed to build a financially profitable model for our non residential programs and during this journey we have learned a lot and now uh, for the last 4 years our focus has been to digitize everything and transform our company into from an offline company to a technology led company meaning that every every service every product that we provide to the customer should be available through multiple layers of technology so uh, in the same way even in the technical side also we have been able to uh, provide hundreds of players the opportunity to play at the national level several of them going on to represent the national team at different age groups as well as currently lot of players in the ISL have been our graduates so during this entire journey we also learned a lot about Uh, not just the operating side of it the marketing and sales side of it but also the technical side of it of how to develop young players now so we thought that why should this not be available to every person in india who wants to invest in sport and wants to have an academy or a club of his or her own so with this thought what we decided was to codify all our knowledge uh, and expertise that we have uh, learned over the period of more than a decade and present it to people who who would uh, be willing to uh, you know invest into in, into the sport uh, so so in and in doing so the entire investment goes into the academy itself you know of of the franchisee and it can also be a very very fulfilling you know business journey for the investors or for the franchisee partners the same way that it has been for us so basically in short uh, what we are doing is combining we want to share our brand our technical expertise and our technology and our operational know how to help uh, you know as many people to start grassroots programs across the country as possible and since you've announced the launch of this program can may i or maybe all get to know probably how has the response been so far oh the response has been absolutely brilliant actually uh, and uh, we have been getting calls every day uh, but, but uh, the challenge is that we do not have the operating capacity to you know uh, give out a franchise to everyone every interested person so what we will be doing is maybe shortlist 10 to 15 in the first round and and then make sure that they are uh, a success because now the our franchisee partners will become like our customers so we have to we will be uh, totally invested in uh, in in the entire operations of these new businesses and uh, and and we would like to make sure that each and every one of them is a huge success and then we will think about you know scaling up with a 10x or 20x vision but for now it is basically with 10 15 we want to make sure the model is a success and the entire team will you know kind of put in all their focus and energies into into ensuring that right my last point on the franchisee bit is that you mentioned that you'll be shortlisting the first 10 to 15 and then go about it so what is the criteria like for you when you shortlist these uh, partners that have come on board 
see the biggest one will be uh, alignment uh, in terms of uh, the the value system and uh, uh, the long term thinking your development uh, in any field is not like a short term journey it is a long term journey you know a child needs a lot of different kinds of support right from the age of 5 until say 17 18 and it the child it's uh, himself or herself goes through different stages of his life cycle uh, like their their personalities change their thoughts change so it is really a long term kind of a commitment so so we would be looking for people with uh, most importantly with the with like minded uh, people uh, and the real long term commitment should be there it is it is no different from actually you know hiring people in in the company you know where where we are always looking for people who are willing to learn open minded and uh, who are ready to commit in the long run and have the same value system uh, or an aligned value system to uh, what we have uh, in our company right now i cannot let you go without asking the last question to you which is you've worked with aiff in the past but we won't delve into uh, the past but uh, the current the present is that we have a new regime on board and they recently i think this earlier this month they released a vision 2047 which is that's what they called and they also had a initial first three year plan which would they implement by 2026 and then eventually 2047 as a key stakeholder uh, in indian football and you will continue to be and you want to build bbfs but all of this would come under uh, you know the different things that the federation is also doing because even that would probably uh, hinder the process or help the process so as someone part of the process what is your take or if you want to shed some light of your own personal perspective and the light of bbfs see if i have to give a general answer to this question i think for me there are two three positive things right one is uh, that uh, the the willingness of the team to look long term you know is is obviously something that is good uh, because you know even within our company as well we try to work in the same way i mean the short term things are not so critical basically if something is not for the long term then why even care to build it today so that is one positive thing i feel the, the second thing is i think also what is laudable is uh, that uh, they have actually had the courage to put uh, their goals in writing and put it up there in public so that after 5 years 10 years people can come back and assess their progress so that also i think requires a little bit of courage to do that and when i look at like you rightly said it's a vision document so in my opinion vision is uh, includes uh, not just goals but also which is basically what you want to achieve uh, but also how you are going to achieve that right but again the new regime has not had enough time i feel you know with, with the and and they have uh, put up this uh, vision document uh, but uh, i would love to see all the goals being successfully implemented i would love to see that you know as a as an indian football lover but, but i feel it is important to focus on the hows as well how you know the various things that are mentioned in the document how uh, are we going to achieve them okay and and that's where i think that's the million dollar question every indian lover would want india to be you know amongst the top 4 in asia to qualify for the world cup and uh, the youth teams doing really well in the continental championships uh and and uh, more teams in the professional leagues and so on more number of coaches and and so on uh but i think the real challenge lies in identifying the how you know how to achieve them and i'm sure the team has kind of thought about it and they have some plans up their sleeves but yeah i mean that that's my initial thought if if you ask for an overall general perspective on the on the vision plan vision document itself right now i'll leave you at that but if i may ask you the final question to you is what's the vision for probably say 5 10 years down the line for bbfs 
yeah, we have actually, we have a very ambitious plan. So what we do is we, as part of our internal planning process, we start off with a very, uh, firstly, of course, more clarity about our values and our culture and, and our long-term purpose, which can outlive us as well. Uh, but then we break that down to a long-term eight to 10-year plan which is basically a very audacious goal. So our goal, it's twofold. We have a twofold long-term audacious goal, which is basically the first is to train a million children. And the second one is to help develop 10 international icons. When I say 10 international icons, it is basically players who can, who are not just good enough for the Indian national team, but also can uh, play at the European level. I know it's a very audacious goal to have in 10 years time, 12 years time, people will laugh at it. But, uh, you know, we are, going to work towards it and uh, and and in that sense i saw in the aifa vision document also that in by 2047 the goal is to have at least one uh, international icon i i definitely feel that can be uh, a bit more ambitious i feel because i i know that it may not be possible in eight to ten years time but it it is still important to think big and think audacious because unless we have an audacious goal we are not going to think out of the box having an audacious goal forces us to actually think differently and sometimes uh, like sometimes uh, we end up surprising ourselves as well with the results something which we have experienced with bbfs over the last 13 years we have ended up doing things we which we had never even dreamt of when we had started so yeah so yeah that's our uh, audacious goals you know for for the next 8 to 10 years develop 10 international icons and train a million children well, to all the listeners, you have the vision for BBFS here as well. And you can probably come back and check. You can keep this episode uh, handy and uh, bookmark it if you want and save it if you want. Because you can come back and check if uh, they have actually implemented all of what they've said or at least try to implement. Thank you, Kishorte. Thank you for your time, for uh, taking your time from, you know, you're still with your family back home and joining me on my show. Thank you so much. Thank you, Siju. Thanks for the time and thanks for inviting me once again. Yeah. Well, all to all our lovely listeners, thank you so much for tuning in always. And I have to give a shout out and big ups to IW Studios because this episode I'm bringing you directly from the studio space. So hopefully with all the coming episodes, I will sound excited just like this because I'm finally doing it from the studio. So thanks to the team and to all you lovely people. Please support and share once again. Follow us on your preferred audio platform. We may be available on YouTube, but please get onto your, your preferred audio platform and follow and subscribe. Also, leave a rating. Thank you once again. I'm your host, Siju, and you are listening to the Totally Indian Football Show.